How's everyone doing? As well as can be. Yeah, same. How are you, Dre? All right. I woke up just like cleaning my house, like as much as I can. I feel like I gave Mm -hmm. it a nice, um, nice clean down. So that's been good. (laughs) Cleaning is actually really regulating in a time like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my therapist actually, because I'm still having therapy right now, which is amazing, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things my therapist had me do yesterday actually was rearrange my bedroom. Um, uh. And she said the reason for doing it is we're currently like in a temporary state. So she said sometimes rearranging your physical environment to reflect the external changes that you can't control uh, will help your brain adjust to the temporary situation and then she said once we're out of this you can feel free to like rearrange your furniture back to the way it was it's like a signaling Mm -hmm. of things returning to normality Um, Mm -hmm. and it actually really really helped like i my bedroom feels so much better and i feel like i woke up today like energized to like do something new and try something new so the brain is funny in that way like you can do physical things that will like trick your brain into like a new mental game to help yeah. like stir things up <laughs> yeah i can see wow. that what wow. else does your therapist share during this time as far as like getting through this um yeah space, I mean, if you don't mind sharing no not at all that's why we're here you know um i think <laughs> i think the biggest takeaway i've gotten from her was first uh you know i'm on the luckier end of things because i'm in school right now so i've been in school full time Um, And because of that, I was already freelancing, but most of my work was remote anyway. So me like now being forced to stay home wasn't as jarring as it is for some other people. Um, But anything that sort of throws off your baseline of stability uh, requires that you take the time to like, because she always teaches me that uh, trauma lives in the body. And this is like very traumatic for most of us. Mm. So it's affecting you in ways that you may not even realize because we're so used to just going, going, going and actually not listening to our body. Um, Mm. So the biggest thing she's taught me in this time was like, pay attention to the body first and let the mind follow. Cause sometimes we'll be thinking a thought and then we think, oh, we're stressed, but the body hasn't quite connected to that. So for example, like in the middle of the day, sometimes I'll find that like my breath is not as steady as it normally is. And so mm-hmm. even though I feel calm, my body's actually still working through, like when I get on Twitter is a perfect example. Like we limited my mm-hmm. Twitter time this week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Twitter is like fucking ground zero for all the news that's going on right now. You said yeah, we, so well. that, that's, that's you and your therapist? That yeah, both, like is, yeah. we both agreed that Twitter was something that I should limit my intake on. <laughs> Got uh, it. Not because, you know, we don't want to live in la la land and feel right. like, oh, I don't want to ignore everything that's going on. But we have to, for our bodies, we really do have to create some sort of boundaries between the chaos, the collective chaos that's happening um, and our own mental sanity. Because for a lot of people, they're not like equipped for this. Um, Mm. And so what will happen is you do a deep dive of information daily. And then throughout the day, you find yourself, it's hard to focus. Some people are sleeping a lot more. Like that's the feedback I've gotten from a lot of my friends. They're taking naps all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's all just like, it's all methods of escapism. You know what I mean? Because literally the body is traumatized. So what I notice, like when I get on Twitter now, if I'm paying attention to my body, 
the longer I'm on the app, the harder it is for me to maintain a sense of calm. Um, yeah. Like my breath will get shorter as I'm reading certain things. Suddenly it's kind of feeling like I'm in a vortex, like mentally I'm no longer aware of my surroundings. It's almost like you're dissociating into this chaos. Yeah. Um, and so she tells me like, pay attention. So like, you know, even when you're scrolling through Instagram, whatever it is, like pay attention to how your body feels as you're consuming everyone talking about this or even people just in general sharing their responses to it, that can trigger all sorts of things inside of us that we have to self-manage because what happens if you don't, it builds and builds and builds and then suddenly you find yourself having like a panic attack or, mm -hmm. you know, you can't sleep at night and you can't pinpoint exactly when it started. But it's all these little things that sort of like domino effect into this moment, which is essentially what happened with the virus. So that's kind of funny. Wow. Yeah. This is so true because like, um the whole the listening to the body thing is is like been a big thing for me uh recently especially even outside of this the virus situation but like i've noticed how much so i try to meditate every morning um i try to do 15 20 minutes but like yesterday i did like a 30 minute and then like i did these long breaths of like breathing for like 10 seconds like breathing in for 10 seconds and exhaling for 10 seconds and noticing just how different you can feel after and just noticing like the distance you can, like, I don't feel drawn to look at what's going on once that inner peace right. is there mm. because like the, my body is just in a more, is in a less panic state. It's more relaxed. My mind is in a more relaxed state. So it's just like, I don't feel drawn to like, and it's again, not ignoring and living in La La Land or disregarding what's happening, but it's more so just like, I don't want to, I want to control more of what I can, um, like you know internalize about this because i can't control what's going on as exactly. much as i feel as much yeah. as i feel the empathy for people who are suffering and people who are you know suffering whether that's physically or just situationally from what's going on like i just can't if i internalize too much of that my body's just going to shut down like completely because i'm going to feel debilitated i'm going to feel mentally debilitated physically just like helpless so it's just like I realized that listening to your body in this time is really, really important. So Yeah, and my therapist kind of actually brought it up that she said creatives are going to feel this in a way that the rest of the world won't. Like, my therapist is not a creative. So yeah. that mm -hmm. actually makes her so equipped for walking me through this. But us creatives, we are constantly analyzing everything. So we'll, sure. we will be the ones to drive ourselves insane because that's the yeah. nature of our minds. It's like we take everything is information for us. So mm -hmm. our brain, especially imagery, like I'm sure you guys can relate mm -hmm. to this being photographers, like your brain mm -hmm. processes things that it sees quicker than your mind is even realizing, like yeah. your conscious mind is realizing what's happening. Mm -hmm. So even like 10 minutes of scrolling through and not getting the right sort of um, information or seeing things that are stress inducing or whatever, you will get log off or like close your phone and feel exhausted. And I've seen it, like people put their phones down and they're like, oh, like that's how everyone's responding um, to just this like high traffic of like, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. And so yeah. it makes sense, Kurt, that when you take time to step away from it, because really the reason why we're all plugging in right now also is because we're trying to feel a sense of calm. Like, yeah. so we're going online mm. to see what other people are feeling, what they're saying, to try to connect to something to make us feel like, you know, we're not alone in this and that we're gonna get through it. 
But the funny thing is, is we'll get through it if we actually stop plugging into everyone. (laughs) And if we actually turn inward and say, what does my body need? Like, what do I need to get through this uh, before I look for someone else to, you know, sort of continuously throughout the day, distract me or feed me things that will help. Like, I've seen so many live streams this week just popping up. (laughs) Have you guys noticed that? Yeah, Yeah, so much, so much. And I'm like, it's overwhelming. Like every it's time I log in, it's like this person's going live, this person's going live, this person's going live. Like Naomi Campbell was like live streaming her workouts, and I'm like, what <laughs> is the purpose of all of this? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I guess in some sense, it's cool to see though, like how course. we can change the content to from physical to you know this virtual world where we're still connected, and there's like some insights there too. I mean, for me, uh, I really, one thing I've learned already just in the first few days of being away from other humans is like how deeply, uh, how deeply rooted or incentivized we are by connection, like as human beings, Mm -hmm. like this whole experience has made me realize like, oh my gosh, like the driving force behind all of our technological advances, our medical advances, um, everything is driven by community. It's driven yeah. by the need to connect to one another, um, even in its simplest forms, you know, for us to go from like a horse to like a wagon to a car, all of that is mm. about connecting faster, um, getting to each other quicker, just like, you know, it's all about community. Um, so that's why this particular event is so deeply traumatizing for us because yeah. it's literally cutting off the driving force of everything we do. Mm. It's insane. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, it no is. wonder people are really struggling with this. And I also feel bad for the people who um they they feel guilty about struggling with this. Like there are some mm-hmm. people that are really, really afraid right now. Some people are taking the light-hearted route of like, oh, like, let's make a coronavirus parody song, you know, like I'm Jamaican, as Kurt knows. I don't know if you're a Jamaican, but I'm Jamaican too, yeah. Okay. So you know, we make a joke about everything. Like, I've yeah. seen the <laughs> coronavirus <laughs> reggae remixes already. Like, yeah. my mom in her little WhatsApp, like the family chat, people are forwarding videos of what's going on in Jamaica right now. Like, <laughs> guys by the bus stop selling hand sanitizer sprays for like $2. Like, oh my and it's God. so funny. And like, all of those things are valid and they do matter. And we need that perspective. But also, some people are deeply afraid. And I think if they understood how much uh, connection and community was so vital to us before, it would help them not only not feel so bad, but seek out healthier ways to create that for themselves, as Mm. opposed to defaulting to these like superficial methods we have, like watching a live stream, Mm. which again, Mm. nothing's inherently wrong with that. But if you spend, if you're quarantined right now and like you're being paid if you're off most people are just being paid to be off they're not working so the sense of like normalcy is completely dismantled and then they replace their everyday routine with staring at live streams hour to hour and eating in between there that cannot be good for anyone (laughs) yeah you know um and so i think yeah someone posted on twitter like what would this feel like or what would this look like if we didn't have social media and that's something i've been thinking about like, mm. what would this look like? I mean, do you guys, how would, what do you think it would look like? I'm still working it out myself. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, well, first of all, there's just so many great points because I, I would, I'm real, like, 
it's what you said like we're all we're also even if it's just subconsciously but we're also we're all realizing how deeply connected we all are and yeah. that's like for better for or for better or for worse because yeah. the connection is what's making people sick <laughs> but <Yep>. also the connection <laughs> the connection is also what what we miss and that's why the transition is so hard like mm. even having conversation with someone a few days ago they were literally just like breaking down almost because it's just like I can't I can't see I can't touch my loved ones like and especially for people who have uh physical touch like love languages that's what they mm. do like or just being close close to people it's tough for them you know it's tough and like for me and I know Dandre is also probably like more we're more introverted we're more like homebodies so it's like for some in some ways the transition on for me is just like okay I I I see that like I can if I if I retreat a little bit, I can help, you know, slow the spread or flatten the curve or whatever. But like, at the same time, it's that it's that there's a connection that we miss. I think it, it's it's and I think that's why we we turn to the live stream because it's like we're still we're still trying to connect. And I wonder if we didn't have the social media, would we feel so would we feel deeply deeply isolated? Like, for me, like the only the only I mean the only way I feel comfortable approaching some friends is through social media. Like maybe right. I won't always mm. start a conversation like hey how are you but but maybe they'll post something and i'll respond to it and then we'll start having a conversation but then it's just like it's teaching us all something like this is teaching yeah. this is a whole teaching experiment so it's just like without social media i don't know what it would look like but i i do understand the overstimulation because i felt that i literally felt it in my body like maybe wednesday mm -hmm. i was just i was watching the live streams i was just like participating but i was just like this is all so much like it's all it's all it's like there is what's normal for in this situation we don't know because we've never been in it before so well, we don't know that is the beauty you know. of this is that right, right. The, the thing that i also feel very strongly about is the there will be a new normal after this like mm. nothing mm. in this world will be the same once this has uh, totally. sort of adjusted itself like i don't think we can go back to a regular capitalist economy um, or passive government after this is like said and done, you know. What's a um, what's a forecast of what you kind of see then, like happening? <laughs> well, uh, it's it's hard because everything's popping up in pieces. So I feel like that's what's going to happen when we return back to it. Like you're going to suddenly see people not accepting the same level of uh, just the way things are being handled currently, like. I mean, most prominently mm. being the way our politicians take care of their districts and the yeah. people in their districts. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys, and also before I go into that, but also let's start with first, the veil has been lifted on every yeah. area of society. Yeah. Like we're suddenly realizing, like I'm in school right now for advertising and, um, you know, I haven't, I've been interning, like doing art direction internships and you know, even at my agency, like this really shook people up because they were like, what is the point of the work we're doing? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's causing people to question um, how they use their gifts and talents on the planet. Um, so a little bit of existential crisis there. And I think when we come back from this and we're all um, communing again, it's going to make us a lot more cautious about the ways we interact with each other. Um, but I don't know if you guys mm. saw the... There was a clip on CNN of Governor Cuomo arguing with his brother. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah I saw I that, it. yeah. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
but it's so <laughs> I think so appropriately reflected what the simplicity of all of this is going to be at the end of it, which is that we're all just human beings trying to figure out what to do on this little blue ball in the middle yeah. of the universe. And here are these two grown men <laughs> in <laughs> positions of power. But at the end of the day, what's the thing that is like most important, like their Almost. status, the way they feel, <laughs> uh, you know, personally, um, their value uh, on the planet when it comes to their family and how they relate to people. Like it really is about connection. Like, yeah, when middle of pandemic, but also call your mom. Like that was so funny to me. Yeah. And just like a perfect example of how no one can sort of play a stage anymore. Hmm. All that's done. Um, and no one's gonna be believed to be like, you know, for I think people are starting to accept parts. Like my therapist always says that to me, like, uh, we're not the sum of anything, we're just parts of different things. So for yeah. example, when we think of a president or a governor, we always think of just leadership. And that's the mm. core part, and it's what we expect. But then suddenly you see, oh, yes, he's a leader, but he's also like someone's big brother. And like they're kind of bratty and humanizing. You know, and it's like humanizing all of the parts of our human experience that we have sort of polarized in a way of like, this is just that thing, and that's all it can be. So I think that's the beginning is like all these lines are now blurred and we're realizing that it's just people. Um, And I think that's also mostly destabilizing for the boomers actually, because they were raised in a time where there wasn't transparency. Like they couldn't look underneath the curtain. So somebody becoming president seemed like such a unattainable, like glorious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, how did this person become president? Like, what kind of life did they live? What did they do? Whereas now it's like, we can Google. It's like, suddenly you realize like, oh, I could be president. I just need some money and some like (laughs) good ideas and people to support me. And it's like, anyone could be president. And it's like, before we knew that in theory, but like now we know, we know, no, you know? And I think it's, it's, it's almost perfect that Donald Trump is president in the middle of this like sitcom that we're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's so fitting that he's part of this era where there's a shift from really from fake to real. Um, and even though he lies a lot and he's always talking about fake news and things like that, he is the core representation of this time that we're in where it's like, literally oh, it's just transparency. Like we're seeing bad leadership has made its way to the forefront of the country in the middle of the most, unprecedented situation ever but it makes sense somehow like this is what's required we had to swing the pendulum of Mm -hmm. our uh, human existence all the way to the other side and we'll come back to normalcy but it's never going to be what we what we have allowed it to be before um and so yeah for me i think that's the beginning is just yeah people now just not believing in the bullshit and really wanting genuine authentic um, humanism from their government, from their jobs, um, and from the people around them. Like, I think we're all going to be humanists after this because we've realized that this is the closest thing we could get to like an alien invasion. Do you know yeah, what I mean? This is the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's the uncovering because that's what apocalypse really means uncovering. Yeah. So it's like, this oh, is the uncovering. Beautiful. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. What so a it's beautiful reframing. Hold yeah, on. Right? It's an uncovering. <laughs> because <laughs> that would be like low-key yeah. it's the but uncovering it's for the, it's for the it's for the transition to happen like we need to like unveil all this stuff like even having access to the president's thoughts like he's always on twitter always just tweeting randomness and just like 
we never thought we could see that from someone so high up in power. Like you have the nuclear codes, but also you're you're talking foolishness on Twitter. Like right. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the second thing I think we'll see as a result of this too is uh we're gonna see more women in power. Mm. Uh I think we're going to see a lot more women in power. And actually the Dalai Lama tweeted about this, that it was his dream for the world to see women in power in countries across the globe. Um, but I think there's something also very powerful about seeing just really on a larger scale, what happens when we've been following the rules of old dead white men for centuries. Mm-hmm. We've been running our governments and our global economies based on these rules that these men wrote that are all dead. <laughs> and yeah. now it's like, there is a time and a need for like nurturing, um, a need for people who can multitask, which inherently most men just aren't good at. And it's nothing to do with uh, anything being better than or less. And it's just different. You know, when you're a woman, and especially when you're a woman who's being reared to nurture and to have a family, you constantly are taught to address things in parts. Like I remember babysitting my nieces and nephews when I was 16 and I was 16 years old, but I had to figure out how I could make sure this kid was eating, that kid wasn't tearing the room apart and also being mindful of what I had on the stove. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of, you can't, like that doesn't, that has to be taught like inherently sort of. And I think that's why women are naturally equipped for leadership in a lot of ways. Um, and I think we're going to see more of that because we're just seeing a bunch of men panic right now, globally. <laughs> um, yeah. And and so, yeah, I think that's definitely going to be part of the shift and just everyone sort of leaning into that feminine energy. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, we're in a different time and the, the lines are blurred. It's not like it's just men and women. Um, but I think feminine energy, at least as we've defined it, it's definitely um, becoming a more prominent voice in this time. Like this is not a time to shut down and become closed off and to hide or, or to increase shame or to try to put on a farce, which a lot of that is highly, um, you know, in relation, seen in relation to masculinity, traditional masculinity anyway. Um, But I think, yeah, people becoming more open. Like I've seen men just like crying and, um, people who are a lot, usually a lot more hardened, like even Trump, that's the thing about him is uh, at the root of his awfulness is that this is a guy who really wants to be liked. That's his driving goal. You know, he's driven by the need to be affirmed um, and to be liked. And that's why he's going to take care of the American public because the minute he feels like someone doesn't like him, he can't deal with that. Um, yeah. And so what do you do when you want to be liked? You have to lean into feminine energy. You have to nurture. Mm. You have to um, consider other people's thoughts and feelings. And he's doing the best he can. That's the reality of it. You know, I saw yeah. yesterday this reporter asked him, uh, how, what does he have to say to people who are scared in the country and people who want to know why America wasn't doing better to get ahead of this or whatever the case may be? And Trump responded with anger. And he was like, that was a nasty question. He's like, you need to do better reporting. But really the root of that anger was he was being called out for not having nurtured and not being the sort of person that people could look up to. And that was embarrassing for him, you know? Um, And so I think, yeah, like you're gonna see, definitely in our future, we're gonna see a lot more politicians being held to a standard of like genuinely caring for people. 
there can be no more of this like half-assed politicking. Uh, yeah, so that that's like at least the, the premise of what I think will be the start of the changes um, yeah. for sure. And, I mean, this election is going to be a, I don't know what's going on because they didn't yeah. cancel any of the primaries. So this is going to be really weird. I don't know who's going to be in power after this. And so weird. It could be anyone. Do we do we feel like Andrew Cuomo has been doing a good job with New York? Uh, yes, but the thing is, like, historically, Cuomo's been so shitty sometimes. So, yeah. but at the same time, he is really stepping up right now. Yeah. And I see that uh, Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania, New York have decided to operate essentially as one state. So mm-hmm. whatever Cuomo says, the other states follow through on. Um, that's power, you know? It is. That's definitely power. Yeah. But again, it's parts. Like, there was a time in Cuomo's history where the part of him that should have been a great leader was not there. <laughs> and a lot of things in New York kind of went to shit. And then we have this time now where he's tapped into this part of himself that is just taking the lead and kudos to him because we are the probably the most at risk city in this country. Yeah, we have the most cases. I mean, yeah. we are we are literally the global center of the world. Like if there was a capital for the world, it's probably New York City. And yeah, everyone's here. So I think yeah, good for him. I don't know if he's ready to be president yet. But regardless, even if he was, like we're already down to the wire with the the ramp and them picks. I don't even think there was another Republican candidate. Was there? Was there? That was running against Cuomo? No, um, like against Trump. Like, was there another Republican option? No. No. Um, No. Mm -mm. So weird. Yeah. It's like they just want him to be the only one, which is so strange. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's blind allegiance. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's so weird. But uh, yeah, that's a I think that's the final thing. The greater overarching feeling I have is that no one can actually anticipate what's going to be next because we're really in an unprecedented unprecedented territory. I think mm-hmm. we can anticipate what parts might be part of the next stage. Like I said, that feminine energy part, women in leadership part, the transparency part, all going to be part of this next stage. But like, did we ever think we'd get to a time where the U.S. government was preparing to give everybody free money? No. <laughs> this is unprecedented. <laughs> like, no one would have anticipated that. But, you know, life has a way. We've been, all the things people have been asking for, um, you know, I think it's built into this moment. And, yeah, that's usually what happens. I feel like when whenever there's one, whenever there's an energy, a human energy being pushed in one direction, for example, the civil rights movement, where yeah. you had black, millions of black people putting all of their uh, subconscious energy into the fight for freedom, the pendulum has to shift. Um, and so I feel like a lot of this too was ushered in just by you know the lower class of people on this planet that were just sick of getting the the bottom of the barrel, and you know it aligned in such a way that you know. For a lot of people, this this pandemonium and the aftermath, I do feel it's going to be um, really, really good for them, even for us as creatives and freelancers, because now our government has to consider us, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Whereas all these laws and things that were in place, even protections that were in place were for people who were nine to fivers. So I think it's just forcing us into the new age, not to get all trippy, but. <laughs> the, last yeah. time, um, the last time you and I hung out, Tan, uh, you put me on the pattern app. And yes. the pattern released this thing that I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you say unprecedented, and it released this thing about unprecedented times that you also just shared on your Instagram. And it's saying that like that this time is highlighting. It's supposed to last all year, and like this time is highlighting a sense of discord in the world that has been building over the last five years. And yeah. So this level of tension hasn't appeared for nearly 700 years. Yeah. And there'll probably be not. other peaks. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all about the transition. It like yes. it goes on to say it's all about changing the old way of things and yeah, making space for the new. Can we get more context on what the pattern app is for those oh, that don't absolutely. know? Absolutely. Yeah. So the pattern app. Now, let me start by saying this because this is always important to break down when you start talking about what people and what I call as uh, human lenses. Human lenses are anything that helps you understand the psyche of the human mind in a clearer way. So different, like, for example, the most corporate popular human lens is like the Myers-Briggs test. I had to take one of those when I was younger. Um, There's also the Enneagram, which I've done as well. I'm really into human lenses, guys, so I know quite a few of them. Um, What's your number? Oh, the Enneagram? I'm a four. Yeah. I'm a two. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. Oh, wow. You're a two. That's actually really great. I'm a wing two. So it's like, I'm like okay. a few points away from two. Okay. Um, but side note in the app, they told women when you take the test, like we are nurtured for to be a two. So if you had mm. two in your chart to like ignore it and go with the other one or whatever, Yikes. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> okay. um, anyway. So yeah, we have Enneagrams. We have Myers-Briggs tests. We have numerology. Uh, we have so many different lenses. And so the pattern app is based in one of the lenses that's most popular right now, which is astrology. Um, And so, but the thing I like about the pattern is it's not using the language of astrology. It's actually using a way more like, almost like psychology based way of interpreting interpreting astrology, I'm sorry. So yeah, it's a psychology based interpretation of astrology. So it's giving you all of these all this information on the basis of what's happening astrologically um, and in accordance with like your zodiac time and what's happening globally and how the planets move. Um, but yeah, so the pattern breaks down different timings in your life and um, different events that could potentially be happening in your life or the things that are innate to your personality on the basis of the time and place that you were born. Um, and I will say this too, like for the people who are skeptical about it, I always go back to this thought that someone brought to my attention about how, you know, astrology is based on the movement of the planets. And we know that when the moon moves in certain ways, it affects so many things on our planet. It affects wildlife. It affects the tides of the ocean. Um, and if the moon can have that sort of effect on a body of water where like it literally affects how deeply or or high it pulls in and out to the shore being that we are 80 percent water or what like 85 percent water it must have some sort of effect on us and i think for anyone to sort of deny that would be like i don't get it (laughs) Um, so i think there's to all these human lenses there's a little bit of truth to all of them 
Um, but I like what the pattern does because it puts it, it takes away the like sort of hoodoo voodoo element that some people tend to turn off with when it comes to um, seeing a birth chart or understanding astrology. Um, and it gives you a, ma a much more like layman's terms expression of your birth chart without even talking about, it doesn't mention anything about the planets, but it's all rooted in that. Um, Dondre, do you have a plant, uh, pattern app, uh, profile yet? I don't have one, but it sounds like oh, I need to you, get hit. You totally need one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm downloading um, And also, when I first got, oh, as yeah, a side ahead. note, like your, your astrological sign definitely will affect the way you respond to this mm. current pandemic. Um, what's your sign, Sam? I'm a Scorpio. Okay. I'm a Virgo. What's yours? And Kurt? Uh, Gemini. Okay, Gemini, so Gemini, Virgo, Scorpio. Virgo, and Scorpio. Is Virgo air or earth? I can never remember. I think it's earth. I think it's earth too. Yeah, Virgo, Capricorn, Taurus. Yeah, yeah, it is earth. Um, Gemini is air, I'm water. So, I mean, like, for example, for me, Scorpio's, Tend, they're they're called like the deep end of the zodiac. So we have a tendency to enjoy the darker parts of life. Like no Scorpio I know right now is freaking out. Every Scorpio oh, wow. I know right now is like great. <laughs> oh, sure. A lot to stay away from people. We we like have a valid reason to be at home. We can be <laughs> holed up in our sense. little caves. Um, I feel like a Virgo <laughs> take. You know, Virgos are known for being very. Uh, attentive and very like informed and they make like clinical responses to the environment things that are that feel systemized so probably in this time for you a virgo like routine is probably really important or at least a sense of routine mm, yeah. um yeah because you need to feel that you know that sense of there's not chaos breaking loose um yeah a gemini god help you kurt i don't know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> Gemini's are wild. You guys are the wild card of the Zodiac. You could be feeling everything that anyone feels at any given time. Um, yeah. And that's the hard part. Um, my dad's a Gemini, actually. So oh, wow. I know it's a, it's a struggle being in that brain sometimes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, see, even that little synopsis, you know, it's like, it, if you look into all the different human lenses, you can find ways to figure out not only what your response is to the environment, but like what your greatest strength and role is in this time for your community. You know, um, even me being present with you guys in this moment, like my community knows that my strength is that I've been through the dark. So when we're in the dark, if they don't know how to get through it, they're gonna find somebody who has been, you know, kind of walking around with flashlights, even when it's mm. like, and I'm that person in my community, you know? I've yeah. been through some shit. So people know, oh, it's dark. Like, let me reach out to Tan and see if she has anything to say about this because that bitch has a flashlight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm grateful for that, you know? Um, but I may not be the person for everyone. You know, some people, if, you, if you're looking to come to me for maybe concrete, practical steps on what to do next, I might not be that person. Maybe you need to find a Virgo, somebody that's mm. like, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm applying and implementing my routine. And this is like what's working for me. Like everyone's going to have different skill sets that will apply in this time. Um, 
And I think it's all about leaning into that. So again, no matter what human lens you're using, like I forgot my Myers-Briggs one, but uh, it's, I remember it breaking down to me that like one of my gifts, I think my title was called the campaigner, if I remember correctly. Mm, but like okay. one of my gifts was the ability to be almost like sort of political. So if I combine that with like the things that I'm learning from like my uh, Enneagram or, or my astrological sign, I'm looking for the overlaps because those are the things mm. that the things that overlap and the things that affirm with me are what I can lean into. Um, right. And I think my point in saying all this is what's going to help most people survive this time, too, is a sense of who are you when you're not your job, when you're not yeah. your title, when you're not your creative output like what is the makeup of you and what are you anchored to um even for religious people they need to ask that question in this time because they're Mm -hmm. not going to be allowed to be in community and feel the energy in the way they would like when you go to church on a sunday morning there's like there's something about the collective energy the collective voice hearing people sing um that does something to your body that affirms the sense of this is who i am but all right. that's challenged when you are alone. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and I mean, the greatest parallel to this too is like our prison system. Like that's mm. essentially, we could probably learn a lot from prisoners right now. And yeah. who would have thought, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. really, who would have thought that we get to a time where we're like, maybe some prisoners have some insight on this and they might. <laughs> right. Um, they might have a lot of insight for us on how to survive this time and how to make use of it well, especially because they have limited technology, even though I'm seeing TikToks from people in jail. So <laughs> I know that, that I had limited. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Are you I, on TikTok? Or? That's a, I'm not on TikTok. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that whole platform. But as a side <laughs> note, I did not know that like my friend told me she has like, a friend who's dating a guy that's in jail and they FaceTime. This wow, is news wow. to me. I did wow, not know cool. that in prison people had iPhones and things, but getting with the time. Anyway, <laughs> it's that's the time. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Disney Plus. This is, yeah. This is such a time to be alive. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just important for everyone to essentially, like prisoners do, stimulate your mind and have at least an hour a day of fresh air. Um, mm, yeah. You know, the CDC even recommended actually that people take walks, but just stay yeah. six feet away from everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, I think, yeah, not having fresh air in this time would also be detrimental to some people. Uh, and it's spring; it's getting beautiful out. I think we're really going to have a problem if we're still in this state when it's like eighty degrees Summer. out, because New York thrives oh in that time. Yeah, I'd when it's like eighty out. degrees out, everybody <laughs> yeah. in the hood's out. People just yeah. out, be outside. Just outside. No social distancing. And I don't know. <laughs> that makes me nervous. Um, me too. I'm hearing that the virus spreads slower in heat. But yeah. considering that, you know, Jamaica just closed their borders today, mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. huge because Jamaica depends on tourism. So, yeah. you know, it's serious if they're closing their borders to people. But again, I just we can't anticipate until we get there. That's the sucky part. Right. Uh, yeah. Day by day. Yeah. As a side note too, Kurt, did you know that Donald Trump is a Gemini as well? <laughs> yes. Mommy. It's a very interesting class we have. We have Donald Trump, we have Kanye, which totally makes sense. 
It totally um, makes sense. Donald Trump and Kanye are very, very similar. But um, I think we, we have Tupac also. Um, don't quote me on that. But there's just so we, there's a really interesting class. Maybe yeah, maybe Lauren Hill. You guys, are, I don't know. you guys are very, very fascinating. Yeah, Prince um, for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Anyway, I feel like I haven't had like one core point in any of this, but no, I um, mean I'm learning a lot. <laughs> okay, great. Hopefully, um, but yeah, yeah it's just I parts. Think, this is just parts. Yeah, you know? it's just parts. That's the biggest thing we got to <laughs> lean into. And thank you, shout out to my therapist who put me on to parts because yeah, um, I think we all have a tendency to be uh sort of all or nothing about things, yeah. and I think it's how our society has been run for a while like our society didn't have room for duality um mm. but we really are entering a, a, a stage where it's like yeah duality is a must like you have to be able to have parts here because yeah you know for example when they were talking about giving the money to people uh the government bailout for the american public at first it was like okay yeah people need money but then it was like wait there's parts to this like why would we give a millionaire a thousand dollars there's no reason right. for that so right. then with accounting of parts, they had to step back and say, okay, so we'll do it from what I saw the the rollout plan is going to be. They're basing it off of 2018 tax returns. Thank God I did my taxes. And <laughs> so for people who made under $75,000 for the year in 2018, you'll start receiving this check monthly. And I think anything past $99,000 like you d- for every hundred dollars that you're passed at, uh, you remove money from the check. So, or every thousand or something like that. It was this: the higher you get, the less money you get out of that check. So essentially, by the time you got past like somebody who made two hundred thousand dollars a year, they would they wouldn't receive anything, which is fine because that's fair. If you're making that amount of money, you probably don't need a bailout right now. Um, right. Yeah. But again, that goes back to parts. So we're acknowledging that, okay, even in this day and age, like not everybody has the same part. And, um, you know, I hear some people screaming about how, oh, this is why we need to be socialists or this is why we need to be communists. And it's like, again, let's just take the parts. <laughs> let's take the parts of that that work because we love capitalism. You know, I was talking to a friend about this yesterday. Capitalism does have a benefit, you know. All of us creatives, we couldn't be these creatives and have these jobs if we were in a socialist or communist society. Um, That was only that, if it was just strictly that thing. Um, But because there are parts we can pick and choose from, it's like, okay, let's take the parts of socialism that work. Let's take the parts of communism that work. Let's take the parts of capitalism that work and let's just make them a different thing. And it doesn't have to be this end all, all for one kind of situation um and some people won't like that because some people do they thrive more in a system that feels streamlined but i think all of this is also it's forcibly making us break away from the idea that there's a a, there's a one line we tend to think of things and they raise think linearly you know you're born you go to school you go to college you pick a job get married you have a baby you get retired you die very linear Mm. but none of life is like that yeah. And that's why a lot of people struggle when they're given options. They really go through existential crisis because they yeah. have been following this linear path. And then suddenly you tell them, you know, it's very much like a matrix blue pill, red pill moment. It's like, did you know 
that <laughs> you could choose could, something else <laughs> you could do something else you know even in this yeah. time like somebody could have entered this quarantine working in a bank and they could leave this quarantine a painter it mm-hmm. is we all yeah. have to start thinking you know cyclically and not linearly it's just a bunch of different uh, cycles that we go through in our life and this one is just forcing all of us it's like it's crazy to me like that it's not just like a one country one city thing like my cousins in Canada are texting me they they're bored they can't go outside you know yeah. my cousin was living in Shanghai and she took a flight back to Jamaica and got there right wow. in time before they closed the borders you know wow. and it's like it there's so it's a global thing so this is a unique time we have to connect to each other in a way that I hope will become more innovative beyond just live streaming. Um, yeah. I think that there's opportunity for us to be better than we've ever been. Um, and especially for the black community here, I think we are uniquely equipped for trauma, which is sad. Yeah. Uh, but we are, and that's why Black Twitter has the response yeah. that it's having right now, where it's like, if you go on Black Twitter for coronavirus, you're going to be crying laughing all day. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, it's been great. <laughs> it's fantastic and, like, so healing. And humor is a large part of how Blackness thrives and survives, and that's across the diaspora, because you guys know in Jamaica it's the same thing. You know, yeah. in Jamaica, somebody will, you know, every pet name you have is probably linked to some sort of trauma or like, uh, like my sister, like my uncle, she got it. Like my sister has a big forehead. It's like a thing in the family. And they, my uncle walked up to her and just smacked her in the head. and was like, forehead. Oh and my like, God. On her forehead, the whole trip. And like, you know, I heard this one dude, he tweeted about how, uh, he had a cousin who had one, arm that was shorter than the other and they started calling him clock since he was a kid oh i'm like jamaicans God. are ruthless <laughs> it's okay. funny you say that because my dad when i went to his uh his dad's funeral in 2015 they his mom called him spoon and i was like spoon i never heard of that she's like yeah it's a nickname <laughs> for him and i asked my dad about it he's like yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never know. I'll never know. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, that is amazing. And I it hope is you find out someday. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I gotta talk to his siblings. Yeah, I don't know. It's You must find time. out the origin of that. But <laughs> my point in bringing that up is across the diaspora, we do use humor and intelligence to get through trauma and so i'm curious also i don't have a uh i don't have a what's the word i'm looking for like i don't have a prediction for what the black community is going to come out of this looking like but i am curious to see how things will shift for us culturally as a community um and how we will grow from this situation um especially with regards to the things that we value um, right. because money is very important in the black community um, across the diaspora and stability is very important, but the way we've defined those things, I think has an opportunity to change. Uh, mm. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And maybe that's bad to say, um, but also my therapist, another thing she taught me was that excitement and anxiety can show up very similarly in the body. So mm-hmm. sometimes, you can be excited about something, but you think you're anxious. 
And yeah. it's not that you're anxious. It's that your body is sensing that you are on the brink of something that is going to drastically change your life. And it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means right. that your body's preparing for something new. And um, yeah. yeah, I think that's where I am right now. I'm very excited to see what this is going to look like, what the end of this year is going to be like. And yeah, it's going to be good. Oh. We'll see. Yeah. I see nothing but Ten. goodness Talk coming from this. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Tan, talk to me, because I know you're a musician. Yeah. Um, for you, have you been creating during this time? Have you been oh my reaching God. out to collaborate with people? Yes. Yeah, so here's the thing. Yes. Amazing. Thank you for reminding me that also, yes, I am a musician. <laughs> um, you're welcome. Brown sings. Right. <laughs> Little things. Um, I'm over here being philosopher Tan Brown right now, that's why. Um, <laughs> But yes, so I actually was struggling creatively prior to this. Um, mm. But the minute I had time to slow down, it was like, okay, I have time to play now, you know? Um, and so that being said, the other day, two days ago, I put up a little lullaby on my Instagram um, feed that literally I freestyle. So my, my method of writing songs, and I do this at my shows as well, I have people give me words and then I freestyle songs on the spot and I like produce them live and it's like a thing. Um, yeah. And for me, it helps me to connect with people a lot faster. So I do it for myself as well. Like that's one thing as a side note, uh, the reason why I could even have a whole conversation and not mention the fact that I'm a musician is because I don't think of music as something that I do. I feel like it's like, I was born with this ability and it's actually soothing for me. It's healing for mm -hmm. me. So yeah. most of what I create is for me. Um, wow. You know, I do photography as well. A lot of people don't know that. I think I might have mentioned it to Kurt, but like even the photos I take are for me. Like you probably won't ever see them being posted. Like yeah. I, a lot of the work that I do is for me. And so musically, I tend to move a lot slower than my peers <laughs> already. Um, and so there's some guilt that comes with that. But regardless, two nights ago, I put up this video and I put it up for me um, as like mm. a release uh, it was me freestyling to myself. I got this new little instrument called a kalimba. And in every little note you play on it kind of sounds like a lullaby. So I was like, mm -hmm. this is good to put up at night. People are about to fall asleep. I can sing them to sleep. And uh, yeah, I put it up. And like 15 minutes after I went up, this producer who I'd met at a party a few weeks ago, and we had met at the party and he was like, yeah, I'd like to collab. But we, it never happened. And obviously now we're in Corona time. Uh, but he messaged me and he was like, hey, he's like, can I take this and make something with it? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, just send me the video. He's like, I'll strip the audio and I'll make something. And I was like, okay. Um, so I sent him the video and then he did it. And then my music partner also did it. So now I have like two remixes to this lullaby song that I'm going to put up soon. Um, but I thought that was incredible. Just like seeing even in this time, like immediately people are reverting to create creativity a lot quicker. Like, yeah. I don't know if in a time of non-quarantine, would he have had that same response uh, yeah. to that lullaby? You know what I mean? But there's an urgency to create now. Um, yeah. And so I think, yeah, as a creative, I feel the need now more than ever. And I think the creatives are going to rise in this time. Um, if we play our cards right, we can really be the healers. Um, in this season mm -hmm. for a lot of people, specifically musicians, because yeah. there's a lot going on in the body and i think the vibrations we send out they can really do some good work for people 
Um, and so, yeah, I feel some of that responsibility. And so I'm definitely gonna be, I'm always mindful of what I put up on Instagram anyway, or the kind of music I release. Like I've been doing music technically for like almost eight years now, but like I only have two singles on Spotify, but I'm very well immersed in the music industry. I've performed in so many places and I've had so many opportunities, but I move at my own pace. And I think the beauty I feel of this time now is every creative is now gonna feel empowered to move at their own pace because there's no rush. Ain't nobody going nowhere. Nobody's going outside. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think, yeah, we're gonna see a lot of creativity rise from this. Um, I'm curious how you guys feel as photographers when you know, so much of your work is focused on human connection and about helping people to connect to things and experiences that they won't tangibly experience. Like this is actually uh, a time where you guys I think could shine as well, but I'm curious to how that looks when you take out the human element. Like if you're not meeting up with people to shoot or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Trey, do you want to go first with that? Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think for me, I've, been taking the time to reassess like a bunch of uh, hard drives I have hanging around that I haven't went through, um, clearing out my computer, um, just doing the stuff that you should be doing, cleaning your desktop mm. um, for that when things when things are back to normal, I'm ready to go. You know, I yes, feel like there's Virgo. a lot of work that, yeah, when you're working, you're just kind of like, in the process but to step away from the process and i think that's where the cleaning up the house a little bit more even going behind the tv you know the spots you often miss i feel like it's important um so that's how i've been making use of my time during this period and i think allowing myself to fail um i think a lot of times we do want to create and i think that's key too but like stopping for a second and saying to myself, what do I feel? Like, how do I feel? Yeah. What do I want to do? And letting that dictate my actions throughout the day. Yeah. So that's, that's been it for me. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I like um, that. Yeah, for me, it's funny because um, before this whole time of quarantine, so social distancing, my my focus was also moving towards music there's a um there's a musical side of me that I don't really share a whole lot. I mean, those those people people who know me know I play keys at my church and stuff, but like um about a year ago I had this idea to make instrumental pieces for mindfulness and meditation and it's something that I've been I've been working on probably since the beginning of the year like even before this and like now I feel like wow, it's needed more than ever. Like I, wow. I need to just, like and I'm like even studying how like, you know, certain tones, you know, help the body heal, help you relax, help you fall yeah. asleep, help you focus. And so I'm like, I'm really looking into that. And so I want to create visual work somehow, but I know even if that's on hold, I'm at peace because I can use this part of my creative brain, my creative muscles. So it's like, that's, yeah. that's sort of where I am. I feel like I'm all just, I mean, all of it is about healing for me. Like even through the visual work, um, the visual work or this next phase that I'm trying to step into, it's all about healing. So I feel like if healing looks like helping, you know, some project I make is like adds beauty to your life, you know, that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm focused on. And I think I can worry about like the business side of those things later. I mean, not everyone can afford that same opportunity, you know, to to feel that because some people will feel that right away. But like, mm -hmm. 
but um i think for me it's just it's like dre said like slowing down and focusing and not knowing that there's no rush but also focusing on like how can i help myself heal through this process and how can i help others you know possibly do the same so it's yeah it's it's a very reflective time mm. as an artist for me yeah i love that come yeah. through hidden gifts like <laughs> wow <laughs> Oh man, that is so, even that is just like, again, it just reaffirms this feeling of excitement I have. And, um, you know, just hoping that everyone obviously is healthy. Um, But also, you know, yes, it's scary. Like people are dying around the world, but I do think there's an opportunity here. The greater overarching theme is not death, it's healing. Mm. Um, Mm. And I think people are giving, we're going to see people healing from things in this time that we may never even fully understand. Like people who have been abused being able to slow down and heal. People who are the abusers being slowed down so they can not do that to people and and figure out what's wrong with them and going on inside of themselves. Um, The thinkers now who are usually anxious have room to think. And, you know, the organizers, like Dre said, getting to, be his best organiz- organiz- organizational um, prepared self so that when the opportunity arises again, he's like 10 times more equipped to step out into it and yeah. manage it in a way that's like efficient and will add to um, how quickly he can output these images of healing and how quickly he can communicate mm-hmm. from his body to his mind, to the camera, you know? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. All so, so exciting. And so, yeah, yeah, I I definitely hope that people can see that and feel that in this time. And even more so, I think on a more serious note to understand to the importance of the isolation and keeping it just Mm. because a lot of people aren't realizing that the, the sort of flip of the coin here is that the very thing that's keeping us from feeling like the isolation is pointless is the thing that's keeping the isolation from you know, but not needing to be a thing. Uh, Because the minute we ignore this and act like it's business as usual because we haven't heard of any new cases or things like that, that's when the virus starts to spread again. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's gonna be the hardest part for people is like a lot of faith is gonna come out of this too because a lot of people are gonna be like, well, why are we all staying inside when I haven't heard anything or I don't know enough about uh, if this is working or not. And I think that's where a lot of people are being already sort of um, resistant now. But I think if they can learn, if all of us can learn to, again, turn inward and dive deep and instead of questioning the why of why we need to stay inside or how long or whatever, it's really about like what, like what is the purpose here? Uh, mm. What am I gaining from this? What am I learning? And what do I do in this yeah. time? Um, so, yeah, it's funny. It's a whole time of action coming out of a time of stillness. It's mm, yeah. fascinating. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to keep taking it a day at a time. And that's my last, probably the last thing I'd want to say in all of this is 24 hours at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> trying to go beyond that at this point for some people, it's going to it's going to be too much, you know, blessings to all the people that are on the front lines, the grocery workers, the nurses, doctors, the delivery men, people Mm. running the MTA, um, you know, they can probably think a bit more 
beyond 24 hours and rightfully so because they need to plan ahead for time to rest you know yeah um but i think they're going to get back tenfold these industries as a result of this i mean i've i've already heard people saying how much they realize teachers are valuable now because now they're at home yeah. with their badass kids and <laughs> you know, they realize yeah. like dang these teachers need to get paid because yeah. it's hard work you know um yeah, but just a day at a time. I think our city's trying to move a day at a time. Cuomo's moving a day at a time. Even Trump, bless his heart, he's trying to figure it out a day at a time. That yeah. man cannot think beyond 24 hours. He is not equipped. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's all we can do. And um, yeah, I just, I my biggest hope is that the creative community continues to thrive from this. And I think if we connect in this way and continue to reach out to each other, um, I think, yeah, it's gonna be beautiful because in this environment, like that ego thing, that 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 ego thing that was so core to social media as well, kind of out the window now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's really no yeah. room for it. So yeah. anyone who's sort of coming into the environment with that energy, they're gonna be phased out real quick in this time. People yeah. want authenticity, transparency, that nurturing, that you know, all of that. So yeah, wow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tosh, for your time. Simple. Yeah. Thank I mean, you guys. Hopefully, I knew like most yeah, of this I made knew, sense. Oh, it, I mean, to me, it did. I don't, Dre. How are you feeling? Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, I'm, I have to take it in, though. You know, it, yeah. it's good. <laughs> I have taken like, it too. I know talking to you, Ten, for me is always like a wealth of insight. So I was just like we definitely need to talk to him because like, I want to hear <laughs> your thoughts. I want to know what you're like sensing. So it's just like, it's always valuable, always something to take away from and like consider. So thank you so much. Thank you. Seriously. I mean, I spent all this time in my head too. So it's good to like have some time to expel some of this. And um, yeah. yeah, it was so great too, just hearing what you guys are doing. I definitely am taking away from that. Dre, I'm about to go through all my hard drives. I just ordered a new one, too, so you just reminded me. It is time. I'm about to go through all of that, because I have years Stop of EP. stuff. <laughs> I need to go through them hard drives. Yeah, I definitely, I have, like, 20 songs I haven't dropped yet, so it is probably time oh, wow. to do that. It's a, it's um, a whole album. <laughs> and, yeah, and Kurt, I'm definitely, actually, I, I, haven't been, I haven't been strict with meditation in years, but as a result of this mm. conversation, I will definitely be implementing some meditation into the middle of my day just to stop. Yeah. I might actually do it right after this and just breathe oh, wow. and focus on my breath wow. and yeah. yeah. So it, it does a lot. It, it it does a lot. It does a lot. Even 10 minutes can be great. Yeah. Yeah. I might start with five, but you know, we'll get there. Yeah. That's great too. <laughs> <laughs> One minute at a time. Yeah. One minute at a time. Where can people where can people find your work? Um, music, you on Instagram? Can you give us some handles? Yeah. So everything is Tan Brown Sings. I work in branding, so I tried to make that easy. (laughs) And um, yeah, I have some music coming out this year. Um, I actually was planning to start planning a tour this year, but I guess it's probably not going to happen until next year, which is fine. (laughs) Instagram Um, Live. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Uh, But yeah, everything is Tan Brown Sings. And um, yeah, come find me if you guys, I mean, Kurt knows my, I use my Instagram stories as sort of like my mental mood board. So if you see anything there that resonates with you, definitely message me. Let's dialogue and talk about it. And yeah. uh, 
and yeah, that's where I am. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm excited to connect with new people and, and new communities. And Dre, I have to go stalking through your stuff after this. If I am not following <laughs> you already, I think I might be, but I don't know. There's Maybe mad not, at you but... photog crew people. All the photographers know each other. It's so great. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because I remember probably a few summers ago, I knew of you or saw you in Urban Outfitters. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I think Robbie in Williamsburg, Robbie was performing. I was like, yes. oh, she looks familiar. Yeah. Oh my God, how strange. A few years wow. ago. Wow. Blast from the yeah. past. I remember that day with Rory. Yeah. Um, it was like a was big fun. thing. Like he, he brought so many people out. I was a manager at that store at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So I didn't even know what I was doing with my life then. But, yeah, blast from the past. Yeah, um, But, yeah, definitely. We're all connected. I mean, that's my yeah. most fun thing to do is when I find somebody on Instagram, I always look to see who we have in common. And, yeah, yeah that's always fun. And let's chat again soon. Anytime. It doesn't have to be this kind of thing. It just be whatever. Yeah. I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. Ain't nobody going nowhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't want to be checking out. Yeah. Okay, guys. Enjoy your Saturday. You, right, too. you too. Thanks, Han. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.